the Inspired Incompetence Podcast. We're, wait, that's not what I had. Perfect. I love that one. <laughs> <laughs> the Inspired Incompetence Podcast. Fair trade fracking throughout the Northeast. How's everybody doing? I like the first Good. one. <laughs> well, I guess you get to pick, Matt. <laughs> okay, so let's see. You guys are on your way to Vigil, and Vipera was on watch and heard some footsteps and absolutely freaked out. Yep. And yeah, we revealed uh, this very tall, blue-haired lady uh, walking around the side of the carriage as Vibira turns invisible. And that is uh, perfect. Doing that. that is a perfect springboard for a little flashback. The scene begins with a swirl of mist. A cool breeze tickles our face as a full moon sits high in the night sky its piercing glow penetrating the misty air with an otherworldly gaze. Another light source catches our attention, and we move towards it. We turn and find ourselves standing outside a set of open windows, where a warm fire illuminates the space within. We can see a large bedroom, furnished and decorated with a flare of wealth but little taste. We glide silently through the open windows, and behold a young girl, maybe eight or nine, laying in bed, protected by several layers of quilts and comforters. With long blue hair and eyes of blue and green, we immediately recognize a young Vipira. She lays in her bed, gazing up at a woman, dressed in a simple white gown. The woman also has blue hair, but her back is to us. This story again? You told this last time. (laughs) A small giggle escapes the woman. But it's an important story. You must hear it again. Young Vipira crosses her arms over her covers. And it's boring. It's only boring if you don't pay attention. Vipira tightens her crossed arms, but doesn't protest. For a moment, the room is silent, save for an extra loud pop from a burning log in the hearth. Once upon a time, there was a young man. He had wealth, power, and a charming face, all of which he inherited from his father, and his father before him. The young man wanted for nothing, and he took anything that struck his fancy, including a beautiful young woman. The man and woman married, and they were happy. The man grew wary of his partner, though. The thrill of the hunt crawled in his skin like an itch. When finally he succumbed to his urges, he set his sights on a charming servant with eyes of starlight. As they rested in his chambers, the servant revealed her true form to him. He reeled at the woman's horrible appearance, as ugly as the sin he had just committed. The servant demanded that he love her now, and only her, or his bloodline would be cursed. The man failed this test, and had the servant expelled from his estate. The man never again sought another woman's company. He convinced himself his affair was behind him, and he had avoided the consequences. But when his wife gave birth to their first child, He learned that his punishment had only just begun. Vipira? Young Vipira turns away from the woman at the call of her father, and our attention turns with her, away from the woman standing beside her bed. We turn back to Vipira, and the woman is gone. The man hurries over to Vipira's bedside, frantically looking around her dark room. Who was that? Who was here with you? She's my guardian angel. She comes and tells me stories. Her father's gaze lingers on the open window before snapping back to face her. She's been here before? Yep. Sometimes she's gone for a long time. He slams the window shut and closes the curtains on the misty air outside. He turns back to Vipira, breathing heavily. For a minute, he simply looks around her room in fear, while Vipira looks at him in silence, quite confused. Daddy? You are not to talk to that creature anymore. She is no angel. Do you understand me, Vipira? Vipira nods a timid yes. More silence. Then... Who is she? A monster. And that brings us back to the present. Where Where Vipira has just turned invisible and beheld this woman who she hasn't seen for quite some time. Everybody else has just been woken up. Uh, at Vipira's uh, red alert. Uh, what is everybody doing? Uh, trying to figure out what the shit's going on. Yeah, Rogar's gonna like bust out of the 
out of the carriage and like just fly like straight up so he can get a vantage point to blast whatever might be here. Okay. So Vipira has dark vision. Mm-hmm. And it's um it's still drizzling out. So I imagine there wouldn't have been any there wouldn't have been any torches lit because Vipira wouldn't have needed them. So I imagine it's pretty dark when everybody wakes up. Uh, Rogiar also has dark vision, so he would also be able to see rounding uh, to the front of the carriage uh, this tall woman with blue hair. You, you see the woman; she she's like looking around, and she Vipira. She's kind of like she's not looking at you, but she's like looking like around where you're sitting. Like maybe she knew that you were sitting there, but she clearly can't see you now. And she just calls, Vipira, Vipira, where are you? Uh, Vipira probably not focusing on, uh, on remaining invisible anymore. You, angel, monster, who are you? Why do I remember you? So did you, are you remaining invisible? No, she's going to break invisibility. Like floods of memories are rushing through her head, uh, Cause she probably lost track between, you know, dying and, uh, you know, walking on mm-hmm. the dead roads there. So a, a lot ha- is coming back to her head now. Okay. Uh, so Randolph, uh, Uhtred, what are, what are you guys doing? Like you, you heard Vipira shout, red alert, somebody's here. And now you're hearing like what sounds like a, like a more casual conversation going on right outside the carriage. I'm going to wait to see how this plays out. Yeah, kind of the same. Okay. Uh, Yando just, like, immediately, like, rolled out of his sleeping spot. He's, like, already got his bow in his hand. He jumps out of the carriage, and he's got his bow trained on this woman. And she says, Vipira, don't you remember me? All the times I visited you and told you stories? I remember something. I don't remember what it was. You... You were gone for such a long time, and... I couldn't find you. You left your home. I searched and I searched. My dad told me never to talk to you again. Well, your, your father fears the truth. He fears you knowing the truth. Only recently I, I found you again. In the last place I would have ever expected. You were on the boneyard. How do you know that? There's no way you could know that. Please, child, we have much to discuss. And she, she like, looks over her shoulder. She sees Yando standing there with his bow train. She peers skyward and sees Rogyar. Rogyar, what are you doing? Are you, are you just kind of watching this? or? Yeah, like, I, you know, woke up and didn't, had no idea what's going on other than panic. So, yeah, he just flew up and he's definitely got his hand, like, you know, his hand open, palm up, like, ready to shoot this, whatever the threat is, but he's... Not entirely sure what's going on, so he's just kind of he's watching it play out to see. Because right now Vipira is just talking, so unless something breaks down, I'm just gonna stand watch and keep alert. Okay. She says, "Please, child, it is time you knew the truth. You have great power within you, and I can help you find it." Oh. <laughs> what do my goggles say about her? She live or dead? Say goggles. She is alive. What do you mean this power? Why do I have these claws? Your those claws are the first gift given to you by this power, and if you will let me cultivate it, far from the last. Hey, we're kind of a package cultivating deal over here, so <laughs> I speak up for the first time. You speak up and Yando, Vipira, and Rogyar would see her visibly, like her her head like snaps to the side, and she she looks like rageful huh? at the carriage. Oh, was that for just anybody interrupting their conversation, or was it like there's something else? Uh, it's hard to tell. But yeah, she... I'll, I'll, I'll pipe down after that. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I'll also add that while you're in the carriage, uh, Uhtred, Randolph, you, you can't actually see what's going on. 
Right. Gotcha. Um, but after that, she she kind of like collects herself again. She says, "Please, I have traveled for many days to find you again. Let us talk." Yeah. Um, Vipira uh, starts walking into the woods. Okay. You all see Vipira get up and follow Vipira into the trees. Vipira, do you think that's smart? After everything we've been through, you're just gonna go and you're just gonna go into the Fangwood? I there's a lot. There's so many questions. I can't I can't if this is the only opportunity I have, I'd rather die. You you feel a a, a very a very strong hand on your shoulder guiding you along with this woman. Oh, like, that's you, true. You, like you like turn around to like say that to Uhtred and this woman like she places her her hand on your shoulder and like turns you back to the di- like the direction of the woods to like continue going with her like she's not like she's not being like rough but but y- you would have to like you would have to like overtly resist to to like prevent her from like turning you back around ask your questions here in front of us Surely if she is here to help you, she has nothing to hide. Fear not, child. I can protect you from anything in these woods. Do yeah. you go with her into the tree line? <laughs> yeah. Okay. What is everybody uh, else doing? <laughs> well, I'm going to get a better look if uh, they. she tells me to... Yeah, I think at this point, we should have been outside the, the carriage. Okay. Are you, is that where you're staying, though? Or are you following Vipira? I'm not going to let Vipira walk into the forest with this random woman. I want to roll a sense motive on this thing. Sure. I'm so bad at these. Yeah, no, that that's a good idea. I want to get an idea of their motives here. I got a five. <laughs> I got a 17. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't care what their motives are. <laughs> yeah, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm going just... I'm going to, like, follow from above at least to... Even if, like, they're going to keep, you know, even if they're not going to let me get within earshot, I'm at least going to, you know, be a lookout in the sky. Right. So they enter the tree line, and Rogiar, you're you're trying to, like, just follow them from above, but the fangwood is so dense that you, like, immediately lose track of them. Like, you, you really can't see the forest floor. Yeah, I'm yeah, running after trees. them if they're if they're going into the forest. Like, okay. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa! Hey, hey! Not, we can talk about this over here. So uh, Randolph runs after Vipira and bursts into the tree line. I think he would get there, but he would stop them before they're in the tree line. Is what he's saying. Yeah. Is that what your goal is? Okay. Yeah. Like they're having their conversation, being like, "I can show you the world and teach you this stuff." And Vipira's like, "This is <laughs> you were gone for so long." And I was like, "Ah, we're kind of a package deal." And then, after you know, I got the the look. And I'm like, "Well, <laughs> that wasn't a good look. I'm gonna go make sure that everything's cool outside." And then if they start going to the woods, I'm gonna be like, "Uh, excuse me, where are you going?" So yeah, so you're you're uh you're you're catching up to them and saying, "Hold on, hold on, hold on." And this woman, she rounds on you. Like breaks huh. away from Vipira, and she says, "Shut up, you foolish little man!" Uh, Uchu draws Valo and proceeds to go charging that direction. Oh my! You will not get in my way a second time. Uh, if you think you're taking Vipira somewhere away from us, I think you're mistaken. Vipira goes where she wants to go. With us, correct. So Uhtred has like closed in on the situation. Rogyar, you're you're likewise like overhead. Yeah. Okay. And she she looks at uh, the three of you, and and Yando is like also like he's his his bow sight has not left her since he jumped out of the carriage. And she so she looks at the four of you, uh, and she she was like she was very like calm and like chill and cool with Vipira, but as soon as any of you interfered, like, she's all, she looks like almost a completely different person. She lost uh, her damn mind. 
her eyes are like bulging out of their sockets. Her hair is like it's it's uh, it's like almost like like on like a cat like standing on end and uh she looks she looks at all of you with this with this rageful look and then she looks back at Vipera and Vipera you see her she like immediately softens again and she says you silly girl getting mixed up with with these people who don't know any better you can't just <sighs> I have so many questions, and you are the only one who can answer them. How many years I've been just side-eyed by, by society, how much I had to hide under a hood because of my deformities. You're the only one that uh, can answer these questions, but I can't let you hurt my friends. Please... Just please wait at the carriage. I'll be back before the end of the night. Please just wait You're... there. Vipira, how could you possibly know that? Look at this thing. I just... Something's wrong in me. And, and what happens if you don't make it back by the morning? Are we to leave you? No. No chance. Just... What is this thing, Vipira? This isn't the first time you've seen it. I was younger, and I can only assume you're you're my real mother. She's she's looking at you with like like a, a wide smile on her face, and she says, "Such a smart girl. Yes, I am your mother." I'm just stunned. <laughs> I, I I was not expecting that. Are are you sure, Vipira? I mean. Your mother? She just showed up here? I didn't even know you had a mother. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> I was born with no mother. You just want to talk first, right? Yes, child, yes. We have much to discuss. You have much greatness in you. You require tutelage. Then discuss it outside of the Fangwood. We will give you the space and not use Drop Vipera, but at least stay within sight of us. And actually, we're all pretty great, you know, so. If you truly are her mother, you should be welcoming of any people that have fought side by side and saved your daughter's life. She turns back to all of you and she, like, like right back to to being rageful. <laughs> She's I gonna catch hers. a scimitar. Huh? She, she keeps doing that. She's going to catch a scimitar. <laughs> catch a scimitar. She says, I am hers, and she is mine. And you will not dictate what she does. She is only hers. Just you wait. You think that you mean anything to her? Next to me? Just you wait. She will leave you to find me before long. And she turns back to Vipira. And she says, and she places her hands on your shoulders, and she says, "Truly, I am sorry, my child, for finding you in this mess. I leave you with this gift, but you must come find me again. I can give you great power." And she turns and she walks into the trees. Now, does she look human? Uh, give me. Yeah, I want to roll a knowledge check on this thing. Depending on what knowledge I ask for, that's going to be indicative of what she is. <laughs> Not to me. Maybe to someone like Matt. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, Alex, you could do like we did in War for the Crown. Just you roll a d20 and apply Uhtred's bonus for whatever skill and then let him yeah, know. Yeah, 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 Uhtred. You want, just ask, tell me which knowledge you need, and I'll give you the modifier. I'm going to ask you for a d20 roll and apply the appropriate bonus. So go ahead and give me a d20 roll. Oh, big money. That's an 18. This is going to be over, at lowest, it could be a 28. Wow, okay. You definitely don't know specifically what this woman is, but you're looking at her, you're looking at Vipera, and you're kind of looking at, like, the whole situation and uh, calling herself Vipira's mother. Vipira, like, from just contextually, it doesn't look like she was ever really in Vipira's life. Like, 
maybe like fleetingly but from the sounds of it Vipira never really got to know this person but like still knows who she is and you're not positive but you think maybe this woman is a hag you know that there are all kinds of hags and you know that uh, that the offspring of hags are always female and they are called changelings and changelings typically look uh, very similar to like the parent race of their father um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. sounds similar but... to a character in our Patreon only War for the Crown <laughs> oh perhaps uh, you know yeah, they they always have uh, they always have claws, uh, which they inherit from their their mothers, and uh, a lot of times hags will seek out their children at some point and try to uh, like pull them into their covens where the changelings would themselves become hags. So and, and again, like you're just kind of looking at all like the like just the context of this and those dots connect, but. Is that actually what's happening? You're not positive. Yeah, so this lady, uh, she's she turned to leave, and she's walking into the trees. Uhtred has made a knowledge nature check. Oh, excuse me. Well, I, <laughs> So it is a knowledge out. nature. Oh, damn it. <laughs> kind, kind, uh, of, kind of sussed out that this creature is probably a hag, and if that is the case, Vipira, and assuming Vipira is this woman's daughter that would make Vipira a changeling. What is everybody doing? Vipira, what are you doing? Can and I roll just real real quick. Sorry, 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 real quick. Um when she 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 placed her hands on your shoulders and when she removes her hands, you feel a strange like shimmer throughout your body. Okay. Uh, and you're like for the time being you're really not sure what that was like maybe it was just you're overcome with emotions at the whole situation or like she may maybe she did something or maybe you did something and without realizing it you're not really sure Vipira goes invisible and she is going to go into where she saw her mother go that's cool you do understand we're easily going to piece together that you went invisible and went in there right what direction she went into eh? Well, if it changes your what she would do, Uhtred isn't like trying to stop Vipira. Uh, he hasn't I gotten in her am, way. But uh, I mean, it's he's if been Vipira more of a, runs away than what yeah, do. Yeah, like Uhtred's been more like pleading with Vipira like this seems dangerous like everything we've just been through. So if she she goes invisible or not. I don't think Uchard would chase after her. Rogar? I mean, I don't, you, Rogar really doesn't have any way to track Vipera when she goes invisible. So, it's... I don't want to, like, call out after her because we're right at the edge of the Fangwood and I don't want to attract something to us. So, I, I mean, I guess Rogar's just going to, like, fly back down to the to the carriage and just wait for her. Hopefully, wait for Vipira to return. Yeah, um, I, I would say Vipira, get back here, Vipira. Look around, don't see her. We'll be at the caravan. You better come back to us before she. It's like too long for her to get too far. Uh, Uchir will yell out, "We'll give you one day." Okay. Uh, so Vipira, you turn invisible and you walk into the Fangwood after this woman she smiles uh like she's pleased that you're doing what she's telling you to do and she says there that's better and then we're gonna cut to the next day Oof. okay oh man i really want to know what happened yeah well you guys are assholes should have let us see what happened don't worry we're gonna have our own secret thing yeah, me, me and Randolph, it's going to be great. Yeah, It's going to be so good, nobody's going to be able to follow it. Literally, like, no one's going to be able to follow what we're talking about. So, just any conversation with Randolph? Yeah. Yeah, uh, pretty much. <laughs> Not even I can follow it. 
So, yeah, I mean, Ushiri was kind of like, he yelled off, we'll give you one day. So, he's willing to uh, stay right here for the day. Yep. Sleep through oh, the night. Just, it's going to take us so long to get into Vigil. <laughs> <laughs> Better not take us a whole book to get to Vigil. <laughs> <laughs> That's book three. It's just the the, the walk to yeah. Vigil. <laughs> Took one book to bring ourselves back to life from the dead, and then one entire book just to walk 300 miles. <laughs> I just thought of a fun song. I would walk 300 miles, and I would walk 300 more just to be the man who'd walk 600 miles to fall down at book four. <laughs> da, da, da. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> So apparently Randolph used to stay to compose a song about himself. <laughs> yeah, that was just I like how So you guys returned to the carriage. It was it was Vipira's watch, but Vipira's not there anymore. Uh, so who's gonna take over? Was it at like the beginning or end of her watch? Around, around the middle. Well then I'll take over and I guess go through my watch and then Yeah, sure. go from there. Alright. Just split it with, uh, instead of having Yando be up at the same time, stagger you guys. Yeah. Uh, that way no one ends up fatigued. Yeah, Yando will do that. All right. I say to you guys before I go to sleep, I say, um, and by the way, if any crazy, if any more crazy women come out of here and try to get you in the forest, <laughs> say no. Yeah, good advice, Randolph. Thanks. I just wish Vipura took the advice. Yeah, me too. Yando looks very upset. All right, so, uh, Yando's gonna. Do the rest of Vipira's watch, and then I'll wake up Randall or uh, Yando or what? Rogar. Okay, he's just gonna go through everybody <laughs> until he gets the right person. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Rogar, you're woken up for the start of your watch by Yando. Uh, is she back yet? No, she's still in the in the woods. I I I have to assume. Who who knows what's really going on in there? Uh, family's a whole thing. All right, go go get some rest if you can, Yendo. I got it from here. How could she just leave us like that? Ever since we woke up in the boneyard, it's felt like Vipira's had one foot out the door. She's been with us mostly because she's had nowhere else to go. I I was hoping she was gonna stick with us, but I don't know. I just I feel like. She's she's part of our group. We we have this super important mission to go to vigil, and he, like she's just putting that on pause. Well, to be fair, this was never a mission that we asked for. I'm I'm still struggling if I want to stay on this mission past vigil. I mean, I have a family to get back to. What's left of it? So I don't know. Like I said, it, it's a family thing. All we can do is wait and hope. Yeah. All right. Well, I hope you have a good watch, Rogia. Yeah. Go rest if you can. All right. So Yando goes to bed. Rogia, why don't you give me a perception check? Uh, it's going to be a 21. All right. With a 21, your watch goes by uneventfully. <clears throat> and as the sun starts to come up with a 21 you would spot somebody exiting the forest uh, you look over and you see what you think is Vipira does she look different mm, doesn't look like it well is it Vipira is she walking over to the caravan because I'm just I see someone approaching and I'm on alert immediately but yeah if it looks like her I'm gonna wait until I can be sure yeah, uh, I mean, it definitely looks like her. And she gets closer and closer, and she's about like a hundred feet from the carriage. And you're it, either it's Vipira, or it's just somebody that looks exactly like her. But you're sure it's Vipira. Well, I mean, I'll wait for her to get closer. I mean, I want to talk to her, but I don't want to like call out to her and wake everyone else up. I want to let them sleep. Vipira lets out a big yawn and just like comes out almost nonchalantly. You okay, girl? Yeah. Uh, honestly, 
better than okay. I needed answers, and I got them. Well, what did they cost? Well, nothing that wasn't already there. Well, then what's the plan now? Keep on heading to Vigil. Okay. Well, I guess go on in and get some rest. Yendo finished your watch for you. You can thank him in the morning. I'll do that. And uh, Vipira actually, like, just as she turns to go in, I appreciate that you didn't just blast my one chance. And she kind of tucks her, uh, tucks into the uh, caravan. I assume that's a closed caravan, right? Am I wrong on that? Yeah. It's like, uh, a, okay. like picture like the carriage from Hateful Eight. Okay. And uh, she just finds a spot and just uh, starts sleeping. All right. Uh, otherwise, it's uh, time for everybody else to get up. All right. So it's the next day. Uh, rain's gone. Uh, and you uh, continue on your way, unless anybody has words for a Vipira. Yeah, uh, I got some words. Not like first thing getting up and in the morning, like kind of give it a little time. But yeah, at some point. Unless uh, Randolph beats me to it. No, I'm just going to thank her for not leaving. It's really not even a conversation. It's just, you know, like a, I understand and, you know, we're here for you. You're here for us. You know, when you went to those woods, <laughs> the only thing on my mind was that you're not coming back. So glad to have you back. I was never going to. I don't need to know about all the, you know, what happened. Just the fact that you're here is enough. I was never going to leave. It was just answers well i'm glad you found them and your mom might be a crazy person just saying she looked kind of she gave me a crazy eye and randolph knows a thing or two about crazy people (laughs) (laughs) take it from me and me (laughs) they do be like that yep (laughs) all right so off you guys go again uh we can start to uh, speed things along a little bit. So we get to the end of this day, and Uhtred, you would have uh, ended day four of uh, studying that occult ritual. So go ahead and give me an intelligence check. What's the intelligence check for? It's to see if he... Learn it. To see if he retained it. Yeah. Nice. 16. 16 is not going to be enough. Yeah, it was 18, right? 19. 19. All right. I guess I gotta spend another four days. Is that how it works? Surely he yep. just has to do like a refresher, like read his notes it's, or whatever. It is weird though that the like you have to spend another four days. Yep. You could also you could spend a hero point and just re-roll that. Yeah, I could. I was just like, do I really want to spend a hero point on that? All right, fine. I'll spend a hero point on it. All right. I got two, anyways. So with a hero point. That's a 20 intelligence check, and you retain the occult ritual. The Invisible Aegis, you know that uh, upon successfully casting it, one the target is one object no, longer, no larger than one cubic foot in size will be protected for one month via a wall of force. You know that if you fail the ritual because there's always a chance for failure, uh, whatever object you are trying to protect, instead, you will be unable to touch or use the ar- the object for 24 hours. Oh, it's a Midas situation. So we'll just keep fast-forwarding. Go a couple more days, and you're on day six. And Randolph, as long as you've been reading this book... Yeah, yeah. Uh, ...every day... Uh, keeping up on you- my studies... You have now gained a plus one inherent bonus to your wisdom score. Sweet. So I just literally go to my character sheet and press plus one? Yeah. Oh, that's so sick. I should have put my level plus one in wisdom. I'm a fool. What'd you put it in? Strength. (laughs) What? I like strength. Nick is just constantly flabbergasted. Yeah. (laughs) Joe's character is a melee combatant. I guess it's just because he's had so much trouble every time he's been in Melee. <laughs> it's not that much trouble. So, it's getting 
pretty late. It's towards the end of your sixth day. But you've reached the River Esk. And just beyond the river, you can see the cityscape of Vigil. So, you can see the city of Vigil from the distance. You see thick, concentric outer walls of stained granite uh, that leaves only an opening for the small fortified harbor on the river. Inner walls stand even higher, perfect for bowmen to target enemies escalating the lower ramparts or to fire on targets beyond the outer walls. The towers of the inner and outer walls bristle with siege weapons amid ever-patrolling guards. And even though you're in the fading light of the evening, the city uh, is lit up like a beacon as magical daylight spells are permanently affixed to the north and south gates as well as all six outer towers. So you are approaching uh, you're approaching the, the river and you're, you're still on like the road that you've been traveling on and the road uh, leads you to a ferry station and there's like the ferry station is a bustle. It's, it's filled with people. It's, it's more people than you've seen in the last like two and a half weeks. Nobody's like paying you any mind. Uh, they're just like doing their own thing. Uh, either coming or going. What do you do? Well, we got to get on the ferry to get into the city, right? Yep. Well, we would wait until we have enough room to go. All right. Uh, so a, uh, a a conductor of sorts uh, is kind of like elbowing his way through the crowd, and he's saying, uh, like, oh, oh, all right, listen up. Next ferry across to Vigil leaves in 10 minutes. Come on, we still have room. Who's who's getting on? Who needs a ticket? I guess that's us. That's most certainly us. Carriage. Ah, yes, you. Yes. Uh, can can are you are you here to take the ferry over to Vigil? Uh, yes. And do you know who I am? I am seriously. No. Who am I? Sometimes I forget. I don't know. Who are you? I I don't know. Wait, Randolph. Yes, Randolph and Co. Here to go to Vigil. Great. Five silver each. I give I look it. over <laughs> the rest of the team. I give over right. my portion. All right, off you go. Um, you guys are gonna. You can leave. You can bring your carriage with you, like on like a special. Yeah. Like freight. I want to do that. Large. For sure. All right. Ah, oh, yeah. I see. I see. You got a horse and carriage. Horses and carriage. There. We can stick them on a barge and and bring them over after you. That's another ten gold. I just give the ten gold. Ah, oh, thank you. Thank you. All right, well, don't just stand there. Go, go on up front. That's where the that's where the the ferry is. Where did, where did the VIP, VIP sit? sit? <laughs> where did the VIP? Uh, what? Oh my God. I think Tom wants to know where first class is. Tom and Randolph both simultaneously <laughs> asked where first class is. Do, did Joe say this VIP or first class? <laughs> they both VIP. said VIP. <laughs> just leave it in, Matt. <laughs> he. Says, ah, we got we got a couple jokesters here. No VIP, just get up front on the on the ferry. We don't have time for this. I don't I love that response, but I, I don't have anything to say to this man. And I go, come on, Randolph, we'll make our own VIP section with blackjack yeah. and hookers. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you guys, uh, you take you get on the ferry, and uh, the the barge isn't leaving at the exact same time, but you know that it, it'll be not too far behind and uh yeah across the river you go so as you pass into the harbor you pass uh a stretch of farmland uh sitting between the outer and inner walls uh for any of you who lived in or spent any time in vigil you know that there's nearly two miles of neatly laid orchards garden plots animal pens and sheds uh sitting between the outer and inner walls you know that uh Priest oh. of Aristotle. It's, uh, it's a passing say. Huh? <laughs> it's yeah. passing say. Yeah, yeah, kind of. <laughs> and you, you continue on the on the waterfront. All stonework from the inner wall and in is whitewashed. And the the architecture inside the city is blocky, solid, and utilitarian. But more than any sights or smells, the sound of vigil is told in ringing metal from forge hammer 
tinkling earring bell, jangling harness and shop door, and overall a soaring chorus of bells from steepled shrines. So you, uh, you finally dock in the harbor, and you are inside a vigil, and you are immediately stopped by a, uh, by a dock master. And he says, all right, fresh off from the ferry, uh, name and purpose for visiting vigil. Uh, Randolph, and this will be the farthest I've ever been from vigil. What? What? <laughs> what? Huh? Huh? He kind of like shakes his head, uh, frustrated. He turns to anybody else. He says, name, reason for visiting? Uhtred Bebenber, to see family. Give me a bluff check. Oh, Uh-oh. yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a, that's a natural one for a zero total. Okay. It's like the Eye of Sauron staring <laughs> at me. As soon as like I see him go into a weird uh, moment where not even I believe him for a second, I go, we're actually here on some very uh, specific business that we need to discuss uh, with uh, 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 with some authorities. Do you happen to... Uh, can you show us a couple people who may escort us to um, some higher-ups that we may talk to? That's well, it's higher-ups you need to talk to, and you came at the right time. You're, this is the beginning of the White Blade Festival. Anybody who wants to give me a knowledge local or geography check? Rugger is not from around here. He doesn't know what the White Blade Festival is. I got an 18. Vipira with a 21. Okay, so Uhtred and Vipira, you know of the White Blade Festival. The White Blade Festival is a three-day festival that takes place throughout the city of Vigil, uh, but the main gatherings and speeches occur at the base of Watcher's Tor, uh, beneath the gleaming towers of Castle Overwatch and the Crusader War College. This is all like the central hub in Vigil where Watcher Lord Althun II lives in his castle, uh, and it's just surrounded by like even more like inner inner walls within the city. You know that this is where uh, uh, audiences with city officials, celebrities, and members of the Knights of Ozum uh, can be had. Uh, many uh, city officials uh, set aside time during these three days to hear uh, pleas and uh, grievances from the city, the people of the city. So yeah, a uh, man says, but I'm still going to need a better explanation than that. What you, you said you're here to discuss something specific with higher ups. Uh, who who are you and what and what are you doing in the city, sir? We've just had a very long carriage ride from Roslar's coffer, and we just need to rest. You're traveling from Roslar's coffer, and he he like kind of like looks around, and then he like scribbles something on his uh, on his notebook. And he says, "All right, you can find some inns that still have room a few blocks from here." He gives you some directions. Uh, uh, one other thing. Uh, normally, in the city of Vigil, there are no weapons allowed. And uh, any weapons that you do have need to be peace-bound. Uh, which involves basically putting a like a large band around like the blades of swords to stop them from being uh, lethal. Even me? Yes, even you. I'm literally part of the military. I'm a guardsman. You're, well, you're a guard of Roslar's Coffer. Which is a town under the Last Wall Kingdom. Uh-huh. So, uh, Uhtred and Vipira, you would, with your knowledge checks, you would also know that uh, the White Blade Fla- Festival is a celebration in remembrance of one of the city's bloodiest periods of civil unrest. Uh, a revolutionary Iomedi- I- Iomedian... A revolutionary Iomedian priest named Jessica Malvani attempted a coup, leading to armed conflict among the church's faithful and devastating fires that ravaged the city. Called the White Blade War, this event is commemorated every 10 years as a time to renew bonds, remember fallen friends, and vow to keep grudges from exploding into conflict. Uh, Over the years, the festivals become more of a celebration than a grim remembrance, and uh, much of the speeches uh, 
reflect that. So yeah, you you know that uh, that you're supposed to have your weapons peace bound, or just like handed in when you arrive. Uh, but nobody is taking your weapons. I'd like to and, see them uh, try. The dock master, he uh, he kind of like motions to uh, Uhtred's sheathed scimitar and uh, Vipira's rapier and Randolph's scythe. And he says, listen, I don't want to spook you, but the, the gossip is that there could be trouble at this Whiteblade Festival. The Knights of Ozum have decided to allow visitors to keep their weapons because they want them to be able to defend themselves just in case something happens. Oh, weapons. trouble. We, we haven't encountered any of that in a while. He says, I don't know, I don't know if you, uh, how familiar you are with the festival, but we're on the centennial of, of this festival. And uh, I don't know, I guess the Knights are, are worried that on on the centennial, some people who... Uh, may may have sided with the forefathers of the people who started that war might start something now probably nothing though don't worry about it but just keep your wits about you and uh if if you're seen causing any trouble with your with those weapons oh, you're gonna regret it all right off you go welcome to vigil very well as you were as, as we you were, were. As, I, as you as were we both were so you said it was like the end of the day yeah so I guess we would, like, end enough where we should probably just be trying to find a place to spend the night. Yeah, probably. All right. Then I would uh, start following his directions to where some of the ends with open vacancies are. Yeah. All right, yeah, so you follow this guy's directions. You have to go a couple blocks away from the docks, but you would eventually find uh, a little a little inn that has vacancy named Arcane Marks. Yes, let's go. I've heard of them. Yeah. They're very good. Yep, yep. Cool. We uh we go in. All right, and, and on on your way uh to this inn, it's like the city is packed, like to the point where you might have like a little bit of shell shock from like going from not being around fucking anybody to all of a sudden <laughs> you're just sardines. And, and you might be wondering. Uh, what's going on with Randolph and he's is he being extra weird? It's because of this. Yeah. <laughs> Randolph oh, doesn't why. take... Yeah, it, he doesn't take too too good with this kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. V- Vigil's got uh, a population right now of 11,500 people. So it's pretty freaking packed. Well, it should be easy to offload these uh, magic items then. Uh, probably. Probably. Uh, uh, but and yeah, that okay. ultra dangerous robe you've got. three times (laughs) okay so uh you guys you guys kind of unpack and unload at arcane marks yeah it seems pretty evident by like the festival going on and people obviously news of rossler's coffer hasn't reached anyone here we are (laughs) the news well but i was a little surprised that we didn't encounter Somebody coming from Vigil to Rossler's Coffer, like, it was right. a six-day trip, and we were, like, roughly didn't get out of there until, like, 10, 11 days after the event happened. I know what you mean. Well, my, you my only that. assumption there would be, you know, uh, no one was really going from Vigil to Last Wall because of this festival coming up. They were probably gathering people in rather than mm-hmm. sending people out. Maybe. That's a good idea. It's probably a combination of that, and you know that the the countryside of Last Wall is pretty open and occasionally kind of dangerous because you guys are. Uh, it's like right near the uh, the Belkson Front where like orc raids happen all the time, and it's it's not winter anymore, but it is still still in the ebbing weeks from winter, so. <clears throat> Yeah, maybe even like late March, uh, but yeah, you guys, uh, y- y- you would all know that uh, winter is no good for traveling in Last Wall. Winters are super harsh, so while people can brave the roads uh, after winter ends, it's still not a popular time to travel. So 
it probably wouldn't have struck you as that weird that you didn't encounter anybody on the road, but it at the same time could have definitely struck you as maybe a little odd. I mean, like at a certain point, like just the road yards of the world, right? Like, what? Oh, like the merchants? Yeah. No, like, the dwarves. I, I get like maybe in like the height of winter, you might go like a month or two without any kind of outsider coming in. But I just kind of assumed at some point somebody must have been like, oh, yeah, I need to go back to Roster's Coffer. Like, mm. oh. It's also like a little border town. Like, it it is a, a an important community in the nation, but it's also like it's important for the resources that come out of it. Like, most people don't like go to Rosar's Coffer. Right. And like when those resources weren't showing up, it might make somebody go like, hey, that's weird. Mm-hmm. Send some guards to be like, why didn't this thing come? That's a good point. But the fact remains, yeah, you did not see anybody on the road. I'll jot it down in my mind notebook. But yeah, uh, you guys uh, you guys lay down to bed at Arcane Marks. You know that you're going to have to try to catch somebody's ear and uh, like warn everybody about what happened and try to get something to be done about it. We'll see how that goes next week on the Inspired Incompetence Podcast. Okay. Uh-huh. See ya. Oh my god. See ya. See ya. See ya. See ya.